Hello, this is Marissa Schaefer, and welcome to Dance Well Podcast and my first episode of 2021, hopefully a better year. I am here today interviewing Patch Schwadron, who is a senior career, career counselor at the Actors Fund. Patch is talking to us about a very important topic, which is careers um, and career management in dancers. We are all faced uh, with very challenging and trying times, and uh, especially in the performing arts community, there is not a lot going on. Um, so Patch talks to us a little bit about exploring options long-term, exploring some options to tide us over until our world stop, starts turning a little bit again. Uh, she also is going to tell you a little bit about the Actors Fund and some of the resources that it provides the dance community at no cost, um, which is really, truly incredible. And they do take care of many needs, uh, financial, emotional, um, career, health and wellness, and so much more. Uh, she'll also talk to us about, you know, some of the transferable skills that you see dancers have and how you can go about identifying the skills and how you really can get yourself out there to look for work uh, during the pandemic and then also afterwards as well. Um, so I want to thank Patch again for joining us uh, to shed some light on this topic. Patricia, or Patch Schwadron, is the Career Counselor Supervisor of the Career Center at the Actors Fund. She's provided career counseling to performing artists and entertainment professionals for over 20 years. Patch started her professional life performing with the Boston Ballet and decades later pursued training in educational psychology and career counseling at California State University Northridge with a focus on career development and management needs of arts professionals. Through the services of the Career Center, arts professionals learn how to pursue both their career and life satisfaction by identifying their creative interests and strengths and tying them to the ever-changing world of work. Buckle your seatbelts. On this episode, Nutrition, the Life Coach, Dance and Performance, Psychological Development, and today you are in for attraction. Hi. Hello. This is Ellie Kushner. And this is Marissa Schaefer from Dancewell Dance Podcast. Podcast. Dancewell Podcast. Hello, Patch, and welcome to Dancewell Podcast. Lovely to be here. Thanks, Marissa. Of course. So as I mentioned in the intro, Patch is a career counselor at the Actors Fund, senior career counselor, uh, and she is here to talk to us a little bit about dance and careers, and especially in light of COVID. So before we do so, uh, Patch, I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about the Actors Fund, which is an incredible resource, uh, and Tell, talk to us a little bit about its current pandemic uh, iteration and what resources it provides for the dance community. Sure, be happy to. Um, some of your listeners may know, but it's good to repeat that the Actors Fund is a national human services organization uh, that focuses on the needs and the well-being of performing artists and people in the entertainment industry. Um, and if people have not explored the Actors Fund as a resource, I'll just say it for first time of several times, it's actorsfund.org. Um, what's been happening in the, uh, since March and the pandemic is as an emergency granting source, which is one of the functions of the, of the fund is to be there for people when there are emergencies because the nature of being in the performing arts and entertainment industry is that you are vulnerable often uh, to changes and things that don't work right. 
that most people in the industry do work periodically and episodically. So there's a lot of uncertainty and up and down. And that's normal within our business. Uh, and the Actors Fund was created in recognition that people often find themselves caught by a number of um, downward issues that happen at the same time. So the Actors Fund was set up uh, on the social services side as the exact right organization for the time of the <laughs> pandemic. And since March, the Actors Fund has distributed over $17 million to over 14,000 people in our business wow. Um, wow. of one-time grants. That money was raised by the, the Actors Fund, but also by 17 other partner organizations from around uh, the country uh, who raised money for their arts workers, their arts community, and asked the Actors Fund to distribute it appropriately. So it's been an enormous effort on the part of the fund to, to give that first chunk quickly for people who found themselves uh, really stuck. Uh, a lot of dancers in there, understandably, since you know, the factory closed is how I talk about it. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and if people who are listening have not gone to the actressfund.org website and looked at what pops up right away is the link to emergency financial assistance. And I would say anybody who is hasn't applied or even may have applied in the past, it is worth going onto that site, filling in the basic form, someone will call you back and they'll determine whether there is a pot of funding that fits your profile. There's absolutely makes sense if you do fit one of the categories of the funding sources, why not? And these are grants, these are not loans. So it's really worth uh, exploring that if you're finding yourself um, just deep into the financial stressors. Um, the Career Center, uh, which some people may remember was called the Actors Work Program. Um, we changed the name to the Career Center in 2016 um, because we were very tired of saying it's not just for actors. And the Actors Fund actually, um, you know, just constantly what it, the name of Actors Fund really came from the fact that in the 1800s, anybody who performed was called an actor. Hmm. And so it has a nostalgic um, period ring to it. But um, uh, we at the Career Center said, uh, let's just call us the Career Center within the Actors Fund and that everyone is welcome. Um, and we really do have clients from all parts of the entertainment industry and the performing arts. Um, we, since March 13th, we've been virtual. Uh, absolutely every workshop that we offered uh, from our LA office uh, and from our New York office uh, is now available to everybody all over the country. And that has been quite exciting, actually. I, I had one seminar last couple of weeks ago. There were people who attended from 13 different states. So it really has opened us up to a much broader conversation uh, among artists and especially dancers who are all over the country. And it's, it's um, people have, can find us and be part of us now who really didn't have that kind of opportunity before. I really feel like this virtual thing is here to stay because if we're reaching so many more people now, I mean, why, why cut that off when this is all over? Well, it's true. We uh, basically, you know, what we do at the Career Center is um, help people to organize and structure moving forward from wherever they are. 
So, and, and the big shift, you know, again, was before COVID, you might go to the actor's work program, the career center, or something called career transition for dancers, uh, sort of with your head bowed down, like, I better go there. I guess it's like, okay, it's I'm stuck in the hood. Um, and really, we, we, as a program, we really are about career management. We're not about leaving anything. We're about saying, how do I function within my art form now? What is my relationship to the work? How am I taking care of myself? The real holistic view of career management. So that, that became, that will stay is that a lot of what we do is share information and connect people with each other. So if you can be connected across state and regions uh, and this is a community that does work everywhere and knows about travel and, and partnering with people from different parts of the country or even the world. It really does lend itself to a continued um, um, resource uh, that's accessible. You're right. Absolutely. And and I assume, too, that just because you tend to work in Manhattan doesn't mean that if you're giving skills to someone in or if that you're talking if you're talking to someone in Oregon that you know your knowledge base is moot. For example, like you're you're giving them you're giving them a foundation, right? You're you're helping them to look at um the skills that they have as opposed to this is how you survive in a New York market, for example. Right. And right, and actually it doesn't you know, it's the it's the old adage that we we're teaching people to fish. We're not giving out the fish, we're teaching people to fish. Sure. On the other hand, I mean, but basically what we're training people to do and helping people to understand is how to build their own businesses as whoever they are, right? right. This is a very much an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, we talk about a portfolio career where you have multiple income streams and how do you manage that? And that's so that's understanding the structure of your business of you, whatever that is right now. Is it responding to what your needs are? Do you have, do you want change? And what you're doing, I, I would say prior to COVID, everybody's uh, was coming to the career center because they were managing change of one kind or another. Sure. It's still true. You know, what, how a career program is useful if it's well done is to give you a structure for managing change. Sure. So what is my process? What do I care about right now? What's changed a lot? And, you know, what are my priorities? How do I process all that with other people who understand where I come from and what I do. Sure. Um, because the civilian world of work is still very much hung up, although changing because the gig economy is you know, somehow normal now. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the civilian world looks in a very linear way, a career, and the arts world has always been project-based with always an investment in future things that haven't happened yet. Um, so it's a different way of looking at how do I create some kind of stability and resiliency for myself while I'm still open to opportunities that I haven't found yet that are yet to be discovered. Right, right. Um, and pandemic or no pandemic, it's extraordinarily important. Yeah. And in and, and pandemic or no pandemic, it, your work has to be through relationships with people. Sure. And you know that's true as a performer or as someone in the arts world is that you want to work with people you've worked with before and that you like working with. Mm -hmm. So that what we need to do now when there's so much isolation and being stuck, you can't get it. It's just not as fluid the way as before. Then you have to be intentional about expanding the network of people 
whose work you admire and who know about your, you know, your ideas and, and, and want to be in a, in a conversation relationship with you. So we do talk a lot about that in our program and really with a big focus on the use of social media, of LinkedIn and other platforms to be intentional about building that uh, and in increasing your uh, network, your professional network. Sure, sure. Which I'm imagining takes a lot of um, uh, inward gazing, so to speak, to figure out what is important to you, what is not. Yeah. And that's the career counseling piece. You yeah. know, career counseling starts out with, you know, who, who am I now? What matters to me? Uh, what skills do I already have? I said, what's in my toolkit now? And, you know, of, of my skills, which ones do I really like using? And um, where might those skills be useful? I mean, I, you know, when we talk about networking, it's, you're not asking people for, for something, you're offering something. Right. If yeah. you can say, I'm really good at this, I'm really interested in what you're doing, how can I help you, is very different than saying, I need something to do, um, you know, I need a job. Right. So speaking of which, great transition, uh, what are some of the transferable skills that you see and notice in dancers um, that they can use to build new careers uh, or parallel careers? Well, you know, I'm going to sound a little bit like a career counselor now because <laughs> <Surprise>. um, <laughs> this is how we talk. But but there was, an, there was a, an article in Forbes magazine that talked about job skills to succeed in a post coronavirus world. Mm -hmm. And the, the, they listed adaptability and flexibility, creativity and innovation, data literacy, critical thinking, leadership, emotional intelligence, and a commitment to a lifetime of learning. And, you know, other than the data literacy, which people are at different places on the spectrum with that, sure. everything else is central to being a working performer and a working dancer, uh, working in real time, working with teams. If you have run your own company, you are producing events from soup to nuts. You are dealing with budgets. You are dealing with fundraising. So what I encourage uh, dancers to do is, uh, I encourage you to do is just write a job description for everything that you do. Hmm. You know, if you had to hire someone to do your job, even say you're home, uh, you're homeschooling two children and, um, and then you're, you know, handling someone as in, you know, their admin tasks, and then you might be doing some food delivery because, or your neighbor, everything you do, you know, is a job. And with, and if you're being effective at it, you have skills. And so it's, it's that kind of, Taking the time to lay all that out is what you can do within a structured career counseling group process. So that's, you know, to sit and do it yourself, you might just go wandering off to something else, but why not be in a room saying, okay, let me just, let me write this down. <laughs> let me, let me sort through this. Let me really identify the key skills that I like using. And then let me be, what's the process of then connecting that to opportunities. Um, and then I guess I have two questions. I'll splice this one in here and you can always answer it later if you feel like it's something that should be held on to. I, you know, I'm thinking about a lot of the dancers that I'm seeing like on social media who have taken this kind of entrepreneurial side of them and really exploited it. I'm thinking of one woman in particular who I went to college with, um, who is now hand making journals. Um, is that right. something that you, and they're, they're gorgeous. Absolutely. 
Um, you know, as I mentioned before, our thinking is that everybody has to think entrepreneurially. Mm. Um, and just so that if you are the business of you and you have a portfolio, you know, like in a financial portfolio, you have some investments in the future that require time and, and possibly resources before you know that there's going to be uh, a financial gain. And then you have other um, sources of income that are more predictable and easier to uh, connect with. So, you know, to have a, uh, a business where you have a craft or you have a skill that you can you know, you can spin into gold that totally makes sense. And some people are naturals at it and other people, you know, may have a talent or an ability and just not the, you know, how do I turn this into anything? I don't think of myself like a business. What's a business plan? What's a marketing plan? That's another reason to come to the Career Center because we do have a series series of workshops for artists as entrepreneurs. And that is, um, if, if people want to look at the website, go to workshops and, and, and um, groups and workshops and seminars, they'll see that there's an artist, artist as business um, uh, cohort uh, of programs. And so that's like twice a year. Uh, it's a really, a, it's truly a, a small business boot camp, And it's not, you don't have to necessarily come to us for that. There are actually are some really good resources uh, in every city actually around taking your idea and turning it into a business. And there's a lot of stuff online too. So it is something to explore, right? Mm -hmm. So you have an idea. That's one reason you might come is I have an idea. I'm not sure if it's going to grow legs, how long it's going to take, and how can I support myself while I'm building that out? And that's exactly the right kind of thinking. Absolutely. Um, For those of you who are interested in the workshops. Um, there are some amazing workshops and they don't just stop with the career counseling at the career counseling center. So I will talk about them at the end again, but I strongly suggest you go on the website and check them out. Um, so I'm thinking in terms of like the, the dancer who, uh, let's say, you know, had a professional paying gig, um, and was, only thinking about that gig and then the pandemic happened and, you know, we're kind of in this freeze state of like, oh my gosh, how do I make money now? Um, and they, they're kind of in this free state and don't even know how to go about identifying the skills that they do inherently have. How would you suggest that dancers start to explore that? Well, I encourage them to come to the Career Center because that's, that's a whole track of the self-assessment piece. What skills do I have? How do I communicate them? How might I create uh, relationships with people where I might be able to do, do different work, um, volunteer, offer, you know, organize that again and doing it with a cohort of people who understand that. Um, I, I do wanna point out that that scenario, uh, that the other thing that we really, really do talk about and understand is that is deeply shocking. Mm -hmm. There is an enormous loss uh, from that shutdown. Uh, we, are, we are all experiencing both the loss, the mourning, the panic, and now the fatigue. Surely. And um, as a program, we are really sensitive to having people, uh, allowing people and encouraging people to just acknowledge that this is, 
we're not you come in here and we tell you what to do and then you go out and do it. It's like, no, we're saying, how can you take the whole of you, the mindful part of you, the intentional part of you and the self-care part of you to manage being here and now with all this. Mm -hmm. And um, what I say over and over again is adults can be unhappy and happy at the same time. Mm -hmm. Children cannot. They can be happy one minute and then miserable the next, but it doesn't happen at the same time because the brain can't do that yet. But so what we need to do as adults is to say, okay, I'm not gonna deny the fact that I am energy is being drained by these feelings of loss and fear and worry. And at the same time, I can get excited about, well, okay, I can't do that. Maybe it's time for me. I mean, actually, I have to do something else. And now in a sense, I'm getting permission to look at other interests that I have or curiosities that I've always had that I really couldn't attend to because I had to go to class and I had to go to rehearsal and I had to wash my tights and I had to, you know, whatever I had to do. Um, So it's that it's the, but to have a place where you can process all that um, is what I think the beauty is of the Career Center at the Actors Fund. We know that people are coming in managing profound changes as well as some that they're excited about and can be happening at the same time. Then there has been a real uptick in dancers, uh, experienced uh, career mature dancers saying, okay, I'm stuck home, time to finish my graduate degree, time to trying to finish my undergrad degree, time to get that Pilates certification or yoga certification, which I just never could uh, get into my schedule. So that's also something to think about is if I'm not going to be able to get into a real space until the summer, um, maybe I can be using my time to add skills, a certificate, some training, um, that would, you know, expand my reach in terms of uh, income-producing work. Absolutely. And furthermore, I mean, like in one place, the Actors Fund, you have the ability to apply for these emergency grants so that you can, you know, have a little bit of time to explore what you, you know, want to do for your next move in terms of career, right? And then if you need, you can talk to Mario as well. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, it's, again, it's the whole, it's the whole uh, artist. And the, um, in terms of dancers, when you mentioned Mario, Mario is Mario Ismail Espinoza, who is the dancer's resource social worker uh, working out of the New York office. Uh, and they uh, are available uh, to guide dancers in terms of housing problems, health insurance issues, um, just emotional um, disruption. And so I encourage people to reach out to Mario. Mario also runs um, some dancer groups where dancers who are feeling um, isolated and anxious and may have been dealing with some injuries or not, it's not required, but can come together in a group and actual to, you know, to create a support system for getting through this time. Sure. Um, I wanted to ask you, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to phrase this, so it might take a little work on my part, but um, I'm thinking about like dancers who, f- who really do feel like they are in crisis because they are in crisis, right? Because their their only source of income, let's say, is um, 
it's just it's it's not happening right the dance world is shut down the the performing arts world is to the for the most part shut down um so i'm thinking about those particular dancers um who are planning to go back on stage when say broadway is no longer dark um how do you approach looking at jobs or looking at uh, yeah looking at different jobs now when the idea is to go back to stage fully when that's you know that's an that's a really good question and it was it was really not that different uh before covid it's just much clearer now sure um and so you know there are two kinds of of in a sense pathways for people who are looking for non-performing work you know opportunity you know make money doing something other than that there are the people who have saying i want to be generating income between now and april may june when things might open up and things might go back in the rehearsal those people are not going to create a resume and submit it to a job posting sure that that, that that's not going to be their strategy instead they're going to be considering themselves as i say with consult as consultants mm. with their skill sets and they're going to be thinking entrepreneurially and they're going to be looking for clients, sure. you know, and project work. That's the way I like to phrase it. So if I'm a good administrative assistant, or I have solid administrative writing skills, I'm well organized, then I'm going to present myself as a virtual assistant or an administrative assistant or, you know, someone who can help in any capacity with the skills that I have and look for clients. Hmm. And that was always true. The people on the other hand were saying, you know, this is an opportunity. I'm willing to take a, take a year out. If it's not going to, you know, I'm going to willing to take a year out. I'll keep my body in shape because that's something that I have to do anyhow. Mm -hmm. And I'll seriously commit to getting new skills and working in a permanent position could be part-time, but basically say to any employer who says, well, what if you get a job? And I'm saying I am, that is not my priority at this time, sure. because what I want to do is have a solid year. I mean, this is not what you're saying, but this is what you're thinking, a solid year of working hundred percent in that setting, doing that work because I care about it. And at the end of that year, I already have created relationships. People think, think highly of me. They know I can do the work. They're not, a, you know, they want me there. And then I can possibly be negotiating flexibility or leave, or I can decide, is this too unnerving to me to be, you know, in the straight world and I need to go back. So, <laughs> but it's two, you know, it's two different ways of thinking about it. Yeah. And being, so you want to be honest with yourself, but there are opportunities both ways. I mean, when you look at what's happening, start small, you know, startups, you know, people working independently, there's a lot of freelance, part-time, project-based consulting relationships going on. Um, and it just, it does take, uh, it takes some ingenuity and creativity, but it's all the same. You're, you're connecting with people, you're building skills, you're getting excited about contributing to something that you care about. Um, and because, you know, I would say, if you can't be with the one you love, you want to love the one you're with, you know, and then like into song and some, you know, but anyway, so, but it's really true. You want to like the work that you're doing. That's keeping you from doing the work that you love because it's hard enough. Um, but that's the kind of thinking that you can work through 
You know, it's not an overnight, I figured it out. You know, you're really working it through with other people who understand what the push and pull is and with career counselors who have worked with, with our population um, and understand that that's important. Sure. Um, out of curiosity, I am wondering also if you are advising people towards or away certain jobs due to during this pandemic due to saturation. For example, like a, a lot of people took to social media and did this. So we don't, you know, necessarily advise that you do this because this market is saturated. Do you think there's any of that or, or is there a space for everyone? Well, I would reverse it. Uh, the question I would say, where is the need? Mm, yes. Right. Because, you know, this is a medium. So a podcast is a medium. But about what, for instance, you know, what what is the information it is a way that people get information. So if you know, that's that's the labor market research part, like where is the new the next conversation? Where are people just beginning to talk about things? Because um, and so that's one thing. The other thing is, if you have a passion for doing something, don't let it bother you that a million other people are doing it. Sure. I mean, that, you know, you can talk yourself out of almost anything. If something Fair really enough. is important to you, then you're going to, it's the expectations you set of it, you know, basically build it um, and allow it to find your niche. I mean, the whole thing is also is what are you contributing that's different from what's all, it's like any small business, what's already out there, what are they not, what are they not attending to mm-hmm. and who's your audience? So yeah, that's, um, but in terms of where's the need, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to see that, you know, this COVID um, vaccine distribution uh, is going to be an enormous employer. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. In your neighborhood, in your city, in your state, in your government, in your council person's office, in your, so there's, and a lot of it is communications which is what I think dancers are very good at. Uh, They're good at getting information and they're good at giving information because they've had to learn Mm -hmm. quickly and adeptly since they were little and they have to be able to repeat it back and explain it to other people um, effectively, especially people who do teach or direct or choreograph. So there's an, you know, just looking at where, you know, what are the skills I like using and, uh, where is the hiring going on? I'm, for instance, I got a um, something from CVS that said we're hiring thousands of uh, of uh, pharmacy techs. Wow! To give the shots, and I thought, well, you know, I've had dancers who go to medical school. I've had dancers who become veterinarians. I've had dancers who, you know, are um, genetic counselors interested in science, and I thought. This is this is not this is uh, this is training. You don't have to have a degree. Um, they train you, and you learn how to give a person a shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I thought, and that's like a very low bar. That I thought was like okay. I would even consider that because <laughs> it's you're helping people. You're part of something that is 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 part of getting us out of this horrible um, ditch that we're all in. So. Keeping an eye open, I would I encourage people to to if you're where whoever your city council person is, wherever you live, go to that person, find out who it is, go to that person's website and sign up 
for their weekly newsletter because those newsletters are going to be there's hiring there's jobs there's money for this there's money for that They're, so that you start listening for huh interesting i'm going to uh that's a new that's a new opportunity uh where i might find it interesting i'll explore it sure excellent um what what are some other things that we haven't touched on that in your experience you want dancers to know um, I think one of the things is like the, the mindset stuff. There's a lot of anxiety around uh, what happens to the body when you can't, when it's, you know, out of sync with what it had before. And I, what, what I often say is that if you are, if you're unhappy, and if you're not having any fun, you need to get help. Mm-hmm. This isn't this to me is an indicator of uh, because dancers are really good at toughing it out. Right. You know, having been one, I get it. Um, you know, you just you don't you don't see you you ignore the red flags, right? Mm-hmm. The danger signs. Mm-hmm. You just say, just tough it out, tough it out, smile. I'm okay. And um, it really, uh, what's happening during this time is we're each responsible for our own selves. You know, if you happen to be fortunate enough to live with your best friend who says, you know, I'm worried about you, you know, but a lot of people are not in that situation. And meanwhile, the best friend is also suffering. Right. So, you know, it's like, we have to really monitor ourselves and get the help we need in order to um, in order to be productive and to be ready to move forward, we've been talking at the Career Center about the chaos theory of career development, and the chaos theory of career development says you cannot know the future. Right. You cannot set a very concrete goal two years from now. This is going to be who I am, and I'm going to do everything between now and then. So I will get to that. Well, that's a plan. Sure. But the fact is, if you don't keep yourself open at the same time to happenstance, to changes that happen, things that fall out of the sky, opportunities you never thought were interesting before. So it's this kind of openness. Mm -hmm. You can have a direction that you're going in because it, it connects to passions that you truly have and want to feed. And at the same time, say, I'm going to watch to see if anything curious or funny or interesting happens along the way and allow myself to respond to it. Right. So it's, it's listening to the inner self and uh, the gut and, um, you know, just it's you talking to you saying, why am I laughing that? Why is that so funny? Or why am I crying at that? Why is that so sad? Because there's probably an emotional piece to it that connects to an interest, something that you would like to act on. Right. And that's what I say to people is, you know, if you are so anything that makes you angry, you probably would like to be part of fixing it. Right. So that's the kind of thing. Going back to what you said before about being alone, I mean, you mentioned this when we were on the phone together last week. I think, you know, it's really important to realize that you're most likely not alone in this. There are a lot of people who 
uh, are really in crisis too. And I think that getting out and getting out there and talking to other people um, is is a really is really excellent a step to take, right? To realize that you have company. Um, and it and in, and you want to be selective. That's another thing because mm-hmm. we all are working on uh, fumes, pretty much. Sure, sure. <laughs> Very low fuel in the tank, and maybe um, exhausted by the enormous amount of chatter. I mean, just politics, what's going on, uh, even you know people's behavior. So, to be engaged in conversation that is meaningful. Uh, where you feel heard, where you hear other people that's interesting to you, you know, that's the intentional part. I I have very little patience for silly conversation, what I consider silly. You know, when I, you know, I just saw an ad for a shoe that was 500 and something dollars. And I thought, I have no time for that. Yeah. I just, I mean, I mean, that would have just been a curiosity to me before, but now it's just annoying. Right. It's like, I'm sorry, some people have no shoes. I don't want to hear about that. Right. So, so it's really saying, so that's a, the other, the other, you know, why I direct people to the career center is that we only have conversations that are meaningful to everyone in the room. Right. And what's the most meaningful topic subject is yourself. Mm-hmm. Really, it really is all about you and how you can be, you know, the best self you can be under the circumstances and the circumstances are dire and to be exhausted, to be worn out, to not be able to maintain the level of output that you had before and to beat yourself up because you just can't get as much done and just uh, that's not helpful. Right. We just have to remember that, you know, quietly we are using fuel up every day just to stay afloat. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so Patch, I also wanted to put out there that we are airing this hours before you have another webinar uh, online with the Actors Fund. Can you tell us a little bit about that, just in case anyone who's listening would like to sign up real quick and come listen to you? Sure. We're, we are planning a, uh, we have a, a webinar series called Spot, the Spotlight Series, and we're focusing uh, each one, it's about one a month, on uh, a specific discipline within the arts community. So we had one uh, last month um, focusing on um, stage managers, and we're going to do one um, later in the uh, new year on uh, comedians. Uh, and we're having one focusing on what dancers bring to the world of work, you know, really focusing on what, again, what we were, a lot we're talking about today, what are the transferable skills? What are the opportunities that dancers um, should feel comfortable investigating given what they bring to the table? And that's the 21st, um, and it's four to 5.30, and people can go to actorsfund.org and click through to workshops and seminars and find it on the workshop calendar and just you the link will take you to an event right sign up and you can sign up and just to be clear that's the 21st of january 2021 aka just around the river bend um uh patch where else can our listeners get in touch with you if they have more questions about the career center well, I, first thing I would encourage people is to go to that same calendar and to find the, um, on Mondays, there are Monday orientations. If you haven't involved yourself, your first step is to attend an orientation. There's a Monday orientation. Uh, again, you sign up and then you get the full spectrum. And then from there on, you can 
uh, you'll be directed to the workshops that make the most sense to you. Um, there also twice a month, we do a dancer national dancer info session. Um, and that is on Thursdays, the second and fourth Thursday of every month. You can find that on the calendar too. So either way you can get involved in the program. My email is my initial, my first name. So P as in patch, which actually started out as Patricia. Mm -hmm. So P and then Schwadron, S-C-H-W-A-D-R-O-N at actorsfund.org. And feel free to email me and tell me you heard you connected through the podcast. That would be great. Absolutely. Uh, and as usual, all that information will be in the, in the show notes uh, with the information of uh, Mario and Dr. Fernandez. Am I missing anyone, Patch? Uh, no. And I just mentioned that Dr. Fernandez is at the health clinic, the Friedman Health Clinic, which is located um, in the Actors Fund building, Midtown Manhattan. Uh, he, I think he's doing some virtual uh, medical appointments and they're doing um, their walk-in um, appointments as well. He's part of my Mount Sinai Hospital and the Friedman Clinic. And you can find out about that. His background was he, as an undergrad, he was studying, studying music and dance, and then he turned to medicine. Excellent. And he is specializing in performing arts and dance uh, medicine. Yes. Excellent. Uh, well, Patch, Thank you so much, so, so much for joining us today. Um, I really appreciate your, your words of wisdom. And thank you for inviting me, Marissa. It's my favorite topic. Great. It's, and you are our <laughs> first career counselor. Thank you. <laughs> don't, maybe, don't let me be the last. Let I people won't. Know. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, basically the, the staff in LA and New York are so experienced and working with uh, our industry. And I will tell you, there are no career counselors anywhere else to get it the way we do. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thank you for being a great resource. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. On behalf of Ellie and myself, I, Marissa Schaefer, want to say thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on this episode of Dancewell Podcast. Our intro soundscape was composed by the dynamic duo Brendan Berry and Dylan Ezzy, and dancer-designer Katie Dean crafted our visual image. To those of you who have made this season possible by contributing to Dancewell, we are infinitely grateful. We wouldn't be where we are without you. Your donations help us to pay for SoundCloud membership, website fees and upgrades, and our recording technology. If you too would like to make a contribution to Dancewell, please follow the link in the description of this podcast to visit our GoFundMe page. We thank you in advance for your support. And lastly, if you like what you hear, we invite you to go to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and search Dancewell Podcast to subscribe. You can also view all of our episodes and learn more about this podcast by visiting our website at www.dancewellpodcast.com. If you have questions or want to get in touch, email us at dancewellpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.